Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Pete Fairburn joins us from West Island. And Pete, a massive weekend of sport. How did you enjoy the AFL Grand Final? Ricardo, would you believe uh, I was actually at a, a country cups meet in, uh, in Longreach in the middle of central Queensland. There was one small TV with the AFL Grand Final on. My lovely wife was down there as a Sydney Swans employee at the game. Uh, when I saw the score at quarter time, I decided to focus on the racing instead. It was a bit of a one-sided affair. Um, you know, a credit to, to Geelong for, for a fantastic victory for a team that had been written off as being too old and too slow. But all I can say is I hope we don't see something so one-sided this weekend with your Parramatta Eels in the NRL decider. No chance, mate. No chance. Battle of the West. It'll be an arm wrestle. Uh, Mitchell Moses drop goal to, to decide it. You you watch. Well, mate, it'd be good to see because I was having a look back over the, the series so far um, in the NRL and with the exception of of last week's nail-biter up in Townsville and also um, the, the North Queensland two-point win over the Sharks back in the first week of finals. We haven't seen really any other games that have been um, you know, up for um, up for the spoils late in the piece. So I think that's the main thing we want to see. We've seen a really one-sided Bledisloe Cup match last weekend, which I'm sure you're going to ask me about. You have a bit of a habit of doing things like that. A really one-sided AFL grand final. Uh, two pretty comfortable wins for the Socceroos. So we, we just want to start seeing some close games of sport, don't we? I think so. I think so. And it's really going to be interesting, the uh, the NRL Grand Final, isn't it? Because, you know, the Eels regular season beat Penrith twice, but when it mattered, Penrith beat the Eels in that first uh, first knockout game. Um, so... Yeah, what do we what do we expect? I know I know Wonga Blake, who you know had a bit of a uh, bit of a ropey day against the Cowboys under the high ball, will probably not be looking forward to it because I'm sure that Nathan Cleary is going to be peppering his wing. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure the big boys, you know, big Regan Campbell Gillard and Junior Paulo will be trying to get some hits in on Nathan Cleary early as well. And um, I've even heard that Nathan Brown, the former New South Wales State of Origin forward, has been frozen out at Parramatta. Uh, for quite some time, could be a shock recall for the grand final, which would be be quite something. But look, I, I think what we've seen with Penrith is the evolution of, of a clear competition benchmark um, over the last two years. I mean, they were pipped by the storm back in the decider in 2021, uh, got the job done in a tight one against South last year. And then this year, they've just gone to another level won the minor premiership, you know, extremely comfortably in the end, um, you know, a, a full, um, you know, four points clear of the Sharks, but but really, um, you'd think they were they were kind of three or four wins better than any other team. As you alluded to, though, the Eels are one team that have gone all right against them until it was that first week of finals. So, look, Parramatta are a confidence team. We know that on their day they're capable of anything. It's just whether it's going to be their day, and and we're never quite sure which Eels team will step up. They've managed to do it so far. Uh, during the final series, or, or I should say last weekend, at least in, in Townsville, and 
um, and also when they pumped a pretty average Canberra team, if they can continue and, and put those three really strong performances together in a row, they are a sneaky chance. Yeah, I was just a little looking back at it. Only once in the last 24 years has a team gone back-to-back, and that was uh, the Roosters in 2018-2019. So it's not easier to do going back-to-back. But on, on the conversely, as a para fan, I'm a bit worried that we haven't been there since 2009, and that old saying, you've got to lose one to win one, is in the back of my head. Yeah, going back-to-back is about the hardest thing you can do in, in world sport, isn't it? And it's why we always marvel um, you know, at teams like the Crusaders, for example, who, who seem to do it year-on-year. It's why we've marvelled at the Storm and Roosters, particularly in the NRL, for a number of years. And even you know, Geelong and, and Sydney, the, the two teams in the AFL Grand Final, have both got incredible records of just qualifying for, for final series over the last 20 years. The teams that do it seem to have the right mix of, of talent, um, of determination and character and, and then the culture that, that kind of tops it all off. Penrith have got this incredible spirit um, at the base of the Blue Mountains there that's, that's seen uh, all three of their junior teams win premierships. So they're trying to become the first team in, uh, I think, since the 1930s to win all four um, competitions in the same season. They've got so many local youngsters in their squad who've come through and where we see Parramatta, I think Fairwelling six or seven players at the end of, of this match, um, you know, to try and stay under the salary cap. Penrith again man- managing to maintain uh, not only the, the competition's best player in Nathan Cleary, but keeping uh, you know the majority of their talent there as well, which always suggests that they're playing under, uh, paying unders, I should say, that, that the players are taking pay cuts because they want to be there and they want to be part of what's building there and. And that, to me, is scary for opposition teams, and it probably suggests that we could be starting to see the beginning of a dynasty. But to your point, going back-to-back, that's the toughest thing you can do. Um, and, and while the odds are in favour of Penrith on the weekend, it's not a fait accompli by any stretch of the imagination. It's not. It's not. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great game on Sunday, mate. We should uh, talk, though, the uh, the, the second Bledisloe. Uh, disappointing, I would imagine, from an Australian point of view, particularly after how Melbourne went. But there was some uh, stats that got flashed up on TV over here. I don't know if you saw them, but in the Rugby Championship this season... Uh, and this was at half time, so I'm not. They, they, they will have changed slightly, but at half time, in the fifth, uh, in the sixth game, the Wallabies had conceded 77 penalties in the rugby championship so far, and they ended up with 10 yellow cards in six games as well. So I, I, I'm pin, pinpointing somewhere that I think maybe it's not too difficult to improve. Yeah, discipline's turned into a real, real issue. And, and, you know, while we can all have our complaints about the way that the game's refereed, you know, at the best of times, I think the reality is that, that it's really... You, you can't mount a complaint that, that, you know, or an argument against the fact that the Wallabies have suffered from a lack of discipline. It's not what we'd expect from a Dave Rennie coach team. It, it's quite uncharacteristic if you think of the Chiefs, um, you know, under his command who were... Um, you know, a, a team that always played the game in the right spirit, but also, uh, you know, their discipline w- was really integral to, to, to what they did on the field. And it's why we're starting to see these question marks about Dave Rennie, genuine question marks starting to creep in for the first time. And it seems a little bit harsh, you know, just one week after um, the Wallabies came so close to, to a pretty iconic victory down there in Melbourne. But the reality is that Dave Rennie's got a winning record of 37% in charge of the Wallabies. We're ninth in the world, which is a comfortably our lowest ever world ranking. 
um, heading into a Rugby World Cup and heading into a really tough spring tour. It's not where you want to be. No, although I just, I, I mean, I had Hamish Bidwell on before you and, you know, we were talking about that and he said, you know, I, I'd take Dave Rennie over Ian Foster any day. He's a far better coach. Um, and, you know, he listed a bunch of coaches like Eddie Jones, like Robbie Deans, like Michael Checker. He said, we're all excellent coaches, but they've been undone because Australian rugby's rotten uh, not, and it's not so much to do with the coaching. Oh, look, and, and how long's a piece of string, right? How to fix rugby in this country, whether that's, you know, commercially, whether it's performance-wise, whether it's as simple as getting back the Bledisloe Cup and, and everyone will be back in their droves and all of a sudden, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have full stadiums and, and we'll be challenging for Rugby World Cups. But um, I, I take Hamish's point, but at the same time, I think Dave Rennie's had a pretty free run at it um, for three years. Now, I'm not advocating change, but I think he deserves to be under the microscope. And I think... Heading into a spring tour uh, where I think we play everyone except the English, um, you know, a very real chance up against Ireland, up against France, up against Wales, um, you know, up against Scotland and Italy. If we don't win, uh, you know, more than two of those matches, that intensity is only going to be, um, you know, increasing heading into a Rugby World Cup year. And discipline's a key component of that. So, you know, you, you look at, at some of the repeat offenders and, you, you look at some of the guys who are slipping off tackles as well. Unfortunately, there's some stats there that are pretty disappointing um, and, and that are some of the same guys we've seen do it for a while. And, uh, you know, what I think we're going to have to see from Dave Rennie is some pretty ruthless um, selections. And he kind of forecast that after the match at Eden Park and said he would take time to, um, you know, to review things properly, but then look at, at some ruthless selections. We've got the Australia A team, over in Japan now playing playing three tests over there. And there's quite a few of those Wallaby squad members who will play in that. Guys who've seen um, action in, in the rugby championship are going to go straight into that series. And, um, you know, depending on their performances for Australia A over there, they could well play themselves either into, um, you know, a, a greater role on the spring tour or completely out of the equation. Mm, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do there, mate. We should uh, touch, too, just before we finish, on uh, the Socceroos and the All-Whites. Um, I thought Brisbane, the All-Whites were the better team, played the better football, just didn't score. Uh, but Eden Park was a different story. Yeah, look, I, I don't think we saw um, anything that's going to have you know, the likes of France and Denmark who will play the Socceroos in the group phase of the, the FIFA World Cup trembling in their boots. It was a pretty unconvincing... Uh, performance at home and, and a really disappointing crowd in Brisbane as well for, for a send-off. I, mean, I know we've had some greater marquee fixtures, if you like, for, for World Cup send-offs in the past, but in saying that, um, you know, really disappointing that, that only 22,000 turned out at Suncorp Stadium for that. Um, mind you, the 22,000 who did weren't treated to, to a great spectacle. To your point, New Zealand had their chances and, um, you know, qu- quite honestly, probably should have deserved to at least come out of that all square headed over um, over to Eden Park and, and we saw a number of players who featured in that first game who were who probably considered rusted on to go to the World Cup got released and what we actually saw unleashed at Eden Park was predominantly a team of, of upstarts who are trying to convince Graham Arnold um, you know, that he should be selecting them for the World Cup. We saw uh, the teenager Garen Quoll come on and have a huge impact and, and set up a goal and um, he, he's apparently about to sign a, a, a big offer with Newcastle United in the English Premier League, where he'll join, of course, Chris Wood from your side of the ditch. So exciting to see Garen Quoll in a soccer shirt for the first time. And certainly um, he's one of the few big talking points around whether the teenager should go to the World Cup and 
what sort of impact a guy with his trickery, his pace, his skills, um, but also his um, his lack of fear, I guess, what sort of impact he could have at the World Cup. But, yeah, it's not looking like it. it's necessarily the best Socceroos team we've ever seen. They only just scraped into the World Cup in the first instance. And at the moment, uh, you're not going to find many people predicting us to get out of the pools. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, to be honest, I struggle to see you getting a point there. Maybe uh, if Gus Hedink straps his boots on rather than sits on the bench, you might, <laughs> might, might, might be better off. Good stuff, Pete. Go well, mate. Have a good night. Good on you, mate. And good luck for your reels. I hope they get it done for you, mate. Cheers, mate. I appreciate that.